Thank you for joining us for another power-packed message from Pastor Sharat Yenaseri, brought to you by the friends and partners of Eagle Mount Church, transforming believers into eagles who can soar above every mountain that may stand in their way, empowering them to be leaders for their generations. We hope that this message will transform you. Get ready to soar. Hello and welcome to Friday Forward. I am happy that you have joined. You know what you should do? Share this link with a couple of your friends. I have been praying that there is one person, okay, one, that's all, one person that sticks through this video, sticks through Friday Forward and is blessed mightily. You know what happens nowadays because we are like a Snapchat generation, right? Everything wants to be happened uh, quickly now. Reels are 15 seconds are too long for us now. Uh, stories, 15 seconds are too long. We don't want don't want to do that. And the way that we scroll, even especially me, the way that I scroll is just, I just keep scrolling and I, I don't even get to look at the details of any picture properly. And, and for me, I understand how important uh, and how quickly we want and we desire information. And how quickly that... We want that information to be uh, satisfactory to us. But preaching is not like that. Preaching requires for you to sit down. Preaching requires for you to focus. Preaching requires for the words to be ministered to you. And I personally have been praying that there is one person who will be touched by the word today. One. And whoever that one is, if you are that one, I want you to contact us. I want you to write to us. Because today we are going to be talking about patience produces okay patience that produces and and if you want to bless somebody send this link to that person if you're watching on instagram that's where the link is if you're watching on youtube that's probably where the link is also and for facebook please share this on your wall start a watch party or any of that kind and we would so appreciate that okay because we want to plunder hell and populate heaven and this is our effort in that so today we are going to be looking at patience that produces None of us are patient right now. And I can relate to not being patient because I just want everything as quickly as I can get it. Sometimes quality even fails to uh, appeal for me. For me, because, hey, I know that I'm not going to be wearing the t-shirt for much longer because fast fashion, you know what? I just want to wear the t-shirt for a couple of weeks, couple of days, and that's about it. I don't care about that quality. I don't care about how expensive that is. Can I get more of it? Does that satisfy me? And the moment it satisfies me, I'm like, okay, now what next? What next? The conversations that I have with my parents, okay? My parents would like to just sit down, start talking to me, start a topic, and they would like to, you know, just tell me the details, enjoy. It's like chewing, you know? But then I'm like, okay, mommy, I got it. Please, what next? Now tell me what? If my mom's asking me to go to the shop, I'll be like, okay, ma, I heard it the first time. Now what? What next? I realized that I have lost patience. I, I, I am always looking for the next big thing. Okay, what is next? What is next? Now that I've gotten here, now where? Now where? Now where? And eventually, I realized that, hey, what am I looking for? What am I waiting for? And then I realized I'm not waiting for anything. I'm making things happen the way I want it to happen. I realized that nowhere in my life was waiting an element anymore. And that's what we want to talk about today. 
are we waiting or are we just not waiting and doing whatever we want to do because that's what we are we want as fast as whatever we want we want faster internets now 3g has gone 3g was so big 4g came 4g was bigger now 4g is gone 5g is come now 5g is going to go 6g is going to come and and it just goes to show that numbers don't satisfy and you know that now people don't care i mean these are the numbers that you cannot immediately notice these are not the numbers that you can notice in day to day life but still you want numbers that are big still we desire numbers that are increasing in value because we have experienced and tasted of what we have already tasted now for that does not satisfy us anymore we want what next and we don't want to wait for next we don't want to wait for next i find myself not waiting and i'm sure some of us out there are probably unable to wait because for us we can't wait for 15 seconds we can't wait for a minute we can't wait for an hour for us the element of waiting the practice of waiting has we don't practice that anymore so The portion for today's Friday forward is from First Samuel, First uh, Samuel chapter one, verses. Uh, actually, if you'd like for me to read the whole thing, I would. But you know what? We'll not read the whole thing for the benefit of time, and we are going to read about Hannah. Okay, Hannah. Now, okay, if in case you do not know the story of Hannah, I'll just give you a little bit of a background. Hannah was the wife of Elkanah. now she was not the only wife elkana had two wives penenia and hana okay penenia and hana now yeah sorry i got the worst penenia and hana now hana had no children but the other wife had and this other wife would always taunt hana the other wife would always put pressure on hana would tease hana now hana had enough of that because hana did not want to be teased hana was barren you know hana had no children but elkana loved hana better than he loved the other wife he loved her more every time there was a celebration every time there was a gift giving occasion the first wife or i don't know for i don't know the order but hana would get the double portion than the other wife the other wife had children and all of that but hana would still get a double portion you know what the word hana stands for Hannah stands for grace. Hannah grace would always receive twofold. Grace would always receive twofold. And you know what was Elkanah's meaning? Elkanah's name meant fruitfulness. But imagine, you know, fruitfulness had no fruit in Hannah. Fruitfulness had no fruit in the thing that he loved. Now Hannah lost it, you know. because it was not in her hand she could not do anything to change herself biologically she could not climb a mountain she could not do some exercise it's not some fat that you can lose or fat that you can put on it is not clothing or perfume that you can just wear it is not that education that you can learn but barrenness was something that she could not change but still for elkana it did not matter because he loved her he loved her but to see herself unable to produce she went and cried before the lord so now 
crying before the lord takes time okay crying before the lord takes time crying before the lord is nothing but praying before the lord seeking god waiting on the lord and standing on what god has promised and now i just want to stop here we'll park this topic here we'll go look at abraham isaac and jacob now what did abraham have abraham had the promise right now imagine abraham the promise keeper i mean the i mean when i say promise keeper not the one who uh, i mean he's the one who is who's with the promise from god he's the one with the benefit of the promise right that's what i meant when i said promise keeper he's the one who is with the benefit of the promise but imagine abraham's wife was barren sarah was barren fine okay miracle happened abraham had a son isaac got married to rebecca now guess who else was barren the promise beneficiary abraham's son was also barren and and imagine how many times how many times did god say abraham your son and your only son i, I mean he god even disqualified ishmael his first uh, son through uh, hagar and said hey you know what abraham your one and only son meaning he completely disqualified the 15 year old or 18 plus year old uh, ishmael who was the older brother of um, isaac but god said hey your one and only son i'm going to bless you through him now isaac became the beneficiary of the promise what was the promise people multiplication numerosity uh, a generation of multitude as the stars in the sky and the sand in the seashore guess whose wife was barren now rebecca was barren for 15 or 18 years she was barren and this was the promised beneficiary the promised beneficiary was isaac okay fine isaac then finally because the lord heard rebecca's prayers he says let's open that up she has jacob now jacob marries rachel now leah of course was also uh his wife but rachel is the one who he loved guess who was barren rachel was barren the patriarchs of the beneficiary of the promise meaning the epitome meaning they are your forefathers who ex- who had the appropriation and the beneficiary of the promise they were the one who were enjoying the promise and look what the devil is doing here the devil is finding ways finding emotions finding choices finding um uh, anything and everything that is going to work against that promise and delayed the birth of isaac delays the birth of jacob delays the birth of the joseph generation the benjamin generation and listen to me every time a barren woman gives birth that man goes on to be such 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 a great man joseph went on to become a governor Jacob went on to become the greatest land owner in the land that he went to work as a slave. Isaac Abimelech came and he bowed down to Abraham. 
left his father's uh, place, came out of his father's land, and what happened? He had servants and he had a personal army. Every time a barren womb is opened, it costed them time, it costed them time in the presence of the Lord, and that patience produced a masterpiece. A patient person, a waiting person, are you spending time trying to find your ways, trying to create your Ishmael's, or are you like Hannah, like Rebecca, and even like Rachel, spending your time before the Lord and saying, God, this is what I want. And hey, hey I, want to, I want to read this, okay? Excuse me, I want to read this for us. But to Hannah, and, where, uh, and whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to, his, uh, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion. I want you to say out double portion. Because you know what? You may be barren right now. The thing that you want to see is probably not coming out through you. The thing that you want to see in the place that you want to see yourself is probably not happening the way that you want to. But I'm telling you, you receive a double portion in the name of Jesus. And you know what? If I speak that and you receive it, as a man of God, I speak it. And as a child of God, you receive it. Wow, that's going to manifest, you know. And I'm praying for that one person who will experience this. That one person who's going to taste of this manifestation and he will write to us. I'm waiting. And, 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 and he said, although the Lord had closed her womb, she would always get the double portion. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because, of the, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up. Year by year. How many seconds are we waiting? She went up to the house of the Lord that, uh, that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Wept and did not eat. See, the Bible does not ask us explicitly anywhere to fast. The Bible does not say, go ye fast. Go therefore fast. It does not say anywhere as an instruction for fasting. But you see, whenever people desired something from God, Whenever people were hungry for something from God, whenever they wanted something from God, for them food did not matter. They go in the presence of the Lord and wait on the Lord until their face and their neck is risen, until their faith is satisfied and they come back rejoicing. That's what exactly what happened. Therefore, she wept and she did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than you, than, than ten sons? See, Elkanah here was trying to comfort Hannah. However, Elkanah was also unconsciously or consciously stopping Hannah from receiving what her patience was due for. Are you understanding? Elkanah was trying to help Hannah. He was trying to comfort Hannah. And sometimes you don't need Elkanahs in your life. You don't want people to come and say, hey, you know what, it's okay. Because it is not okay. 
It is not okay for the devil to rob you of what the Lord has kept for you. It is not okay for people to, in the name of comfort, come rub your back and say, hey, you know what? Calm down. It is not okay. Don't go in the presence of the Lord. Don't cry it out. I'm telling you, you've got to go cry it out in the presence of the Lord. Seek the comfort of the Holy Ghost, not anybody else. Because why? These guys can only give you comfort. Those guys can give you that miracle. And when I say those guys, I mean the Holy Spirit. The moment Hannah said, hey, you know what, Elkanah, Hannah arose after they finished eating and drinking in Silo. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting there. See, Hannah did not want to take, Hannah did not want to take that anymore. She arose from that comfort that she was receiving. She arose from that carnal comfort. I'm telling you, the weakness of you or me as a church member is to seek for carnal comfort. The moment we seek for mental comfort, psychological comfort that will bring us to a place of accepting our loss, that will bring us to a place of accepting, coming to terms with what we might not happen in our life, what not, might not be in our life, that's when we have given up. But Hannah, even though she knew that the husband was doing this out of love, she arose, she arose, and guess what she did? She arose, and she, in bitterness of her soul, prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and will not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. See, she was specific in what she wanted. She did, she did not want a child. She wanted a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Okay. How long will you, uh, then Eli thought he was drunk, blah, blah, blah. And then Hannah answered, say, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before God. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. We all have, in some way, shape or form, an abundance of complaint and grief. But the problem is, we speak it to counsellors. We speak it to people who we think can help us. And in the name of help, we compromise. And I'm not blaming those people. Those people want the good for you. I'll tell you what they want. They want the good for you at that moment, at that time. Sometimes people are just so fed up of you complaining that they just, they just don't care anymore. They just want you to be happy at that moment. And for you to be happy at that moment, anything that satisfies your ear, your itchy ears, that will be spoken. It's okay. We all lose. We all win. To win some, you lose some. It all happens for a reason. I mean, was all the patriarch's wives barren for a reason? Well, the promise was saying exactly otherwise. 
there is no reason that has any stand before the promise if there is any reason that can bring itself before the promise of god that reason only has to be from god and god is the same yesterday today and forevermore so there is absolutely absolutely i'm telling you again listen to me absolutely no reason no complaint no anything no comfort nothing that can nullify the promise of god in your life and it is your job i'm telling you it is your job to bring that into existence abraham was a man of faith jacob was a man of faith he fought for what he wanted he wrestled for what he wanted and we we don't want labor we don't want to wait we don't want anything to cost us time because time has become money we don't want anything that is more than 15 seconds to be spoken to us we don't want anything that is more than a minute to be talked to us because we know it all but then jacob fought all night for what he wanted and he was willing to sacrifice walking properly i'm telling you what are you willing to sacrifice the only thing that i ask of you to do for your miracle right now is to go and wait before the lord go and stop before the lord seek the comfort of the lord i'm telling you in the name of it's okay in the name of it all happens for a reason maybe you are losing out on what god has kept for you and then she said let your maid servant find favor in the sight so the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad i'm telling you when faith is satisfied inside of you you are no longer sad because come what may confidence has birthed inside of you because come what may a praise has broken out inside of you because come what may your source has no longer become elkana your source has no longer become the temple your source has no longer become any tom dick or harry but your source has become jesus christ in the name of him who he sent i'm telling you her face was no longer sad when we are sad even though our faith is satisfied we are basically spitting on that promise saying hey promise you are not capable of manifesting yourself in my life meaning we are not confident meaning we have given into the comfort of elkanas in our lives is there an elkana who saying hey you know what it's okay chill and i'm telling you today in church there are more unborn again people in church today who are ministering to believers than outside you go outside it looks like outside people have more faith it looks like people on the outside have more faith than the people inside church the people inside church behave like they have no jesus inside of them they act like as if the promise keeper has not kept his promise they act as if like the promise keeper is somebody that you did not even meet for a thousand generations they act like as if you know what there is no god i'm going to dance there is no god i'm going to jump there is no god i'm going to leap because this is cool but when was the last time you knelt down jumping is cool yeah but when was the last time you knelt when was the last time you in secret 
went inside the locked doors of your bedroom, knelt down before God and wept before him. Because that's what counts. That time there is what counts. Not a performance that you do for the comfort of your flesh or for the visual pleasure of some unbelieving people who don't know Jesus. I'm telling you, if you know Jesus, you will fight for your promise. If you know God and you know his identity and you know his faithfulness, you will wrestle like Jacob. You will go and pray like Hannah. You will post yourself there in that posture of prayer day in, day out. And you know what you're going to be? You're going to be persistent. You know what you're going to do? You're going to praise the Lord. You know what you're going to not do? You're not going to give yourself into the comfort of the world that strips you off of the potential babies, that strips you off of the potential jobs, potential miracles, potential promises, potential healings, the promised all of these because you have come to terms of accepting, hey, it's okay. Happens for a reason. It does not. And guess what happened after that? So it came to pass that in the process of time, verse 20, it came to pass that in the process of time, in the process of time, what does that tell you? Hannah was waiting. And it came to pass that in the process of time, and it came to pass in the process of time, it comes to pass in the process of time, meaning when you are patient. Process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son. And the son called Samuel. Actually, I will read the verse before. They then they uh, rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And El Elkanah knew his wife Hannah and the Lord remembered her. And the Lord, I want you to highlight that statement. And the Lord remembered her. If you never prayed, there is nothing to remember. If you never waited, there is nothing to remember. If you never asked, there is nothing to remember. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. I'm serious. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. I'm going to show you that right now. It's in James. Because you ask not. James chapter 4 verses 2 and 3. You desire but you do not have. You desire you do not have. Because you ask amiss. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ask. Because the Lord who has promised is faithful to keep his promise. And you know the danger here is if you don't know the promiser, if you don't know the person who is giving you the beneficiary, if you don't know the promiser, you don't know to ask. If you know the promiser, you know to ask. Sometimes you know the promiser, but you know the world better than the promiser. That right now you listen to the world better than the promiser, thinking that the world knows better than the promiser. How can the creation know better than the creator? But we are proofs to believe that sometimes we believe and wait on the world. Fine. The Lord remembered. Do you know how many times the Lord, the Bible says the Lord remembered? 
Do you know how many times the Bible says the Lord remembered? In the case of Rachel, the Bible says the Lord remembered. Her womb was closed and the Lord remembered her. Israel cried out and the Lord remembered them. Why? Because he is the one who promised. No matter what you are doing in your life, no matter in what position, what capacity and what downtrodden lost position that you may be in, wait on the Lord and he will remember his promise. Stand your ground. Be patient in the process of time. It's going to happen. Wait on the Lord. He will remember your promise. Wait on the Lord because you are the definite beneficiary and it has to absolutely happen. There is no chance, absolutely no chance, no chance, no chance whatsoever that we are willing to accept failure. Are you willing to accept failure? Elkanah might be doing it because he loves us. But we have to recognize that the Father loves us more than any Elkanah in our lives. That the Father wants to bless us more than any Elkanah in our lives. Elkanah wants to rub off the tears in our eyes. But God wants to give joy in our eyes. I'm telling you, Elkanahs want to remove your sorrow. But hey, you know what God wants to give you? He wants to give you joy. I'm telling you, what the world cannot give you, God can give you. What the world cannot uh, 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 render towards you, the Lord will give you in abundance. So keep your eyes on the Lord. Where is your focus? Where? Protection. Blessing. I'm going to read a couple of verses where, uh, the, where the Bible says the Lord remembers. Okay? Genesis chapter 8 verses 1, the Lord remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were there with him in the ark and God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. Genesis chapter 19 verses 29, then as it came to pass about when God destroyed the cities of the valley, then God remembered Abraham. God remembered Abraham. I'm telling you, because of Abraham, Lot was blessed, right? Because of you, your friends are going to be blessed. Because of you, your family is going to be blessed. Because of you, your company is going to be blessed. Because of you, the Lord will remember you and for the sake of you, he will bless your circle and your sphere of influence will become an elite club remembered by God. I'm telling you, Rachel was remembered in Genesis chapter 30, verse 22. The slaves of Egypt were remembered in Exodus chapter 2, verses 24. And I'm going to read Psalms chapter 105, verses 33 to 43, 37 to 43, where it says, Then he brought them out with silver and gold among his tribes. There was not one who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the dread of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud of, for a covering and a fire to illuminate, illuminate by night. They asked and he brought quail and satisfied them in the, uh, with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and filled and water flowed out. It ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy word with Abraham, his servant, and he brought forth his people with joy. I'm telling you, he, it was not joy for the people. He, God brought forth the people with pleasure. He was happy to bring forth the people out. He was enjoying the fact of freedom experiencing by them. And then it says, his chosen ones with a joyful shout. 
The first joy is the joy of God. The second joy is the joy of us. You know, it gives God more joy to see us joyful. It does not give God as much joy when we are not sorrowful, but it gives God complete and absolute joy when you are shouting with joy, shouting the praises for God. And you know what? I'll tell you one more thing. The Bible says in Psalms 105 that the Egyptians dreaded the Israelites. And the Israelites were slaves. Egyptians were the elite class of that time. They had all the education, all the studies, all the magicians, all the wisdom, all the weaponry, all the army. But they dreaded the slaves. Why? Because they had the Lord on their side. They had the Lord on their side. And when the Lord remembers you, I'm telling you, everybody's got to look at you. Everybody else has got to look at you. The world may have forgotten you, but the moment the Lord remembers you, you come into the world's attention. The world may have left you and the world might have let you go, but the moment the Lord remembers you, I'm telling you, the world will desire you because there is nobody and nothing like you. All of this is if you wait on the Lord, is if you're patient before the Lord is if you seek his presence and if you don't know the character of God the promiser then you're going to listen to the world Elkanas will come before you and guess what will happen you will compromise to these Elkanas and then what will you do you will stop waiting before the Lord thinking it's okay everything happens for a reason everything good comes and goes you win some you lose some karma whatever that shows that you did not necessarily know your promiser and your beneficiary has been limited. I'm asking you today, come, wait before the Lord. I'm going to pray for you. And if you are that one person today who the Lord has touched, if you are that one single person that I prayed for that the Lord has touched, I want you to write to us. I want you to write with a shout of joy. I want you to write with a shout of praise. I want you to write with no fear, no tear in your eye and no more sorrow in your face, but with your neck lifted high, with your chin up, praising the Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ. Now your promiser who remembers you. So I'm going to pray. Father, I pray that Lord Jesus, you remember those who are waiting on you. You remember your promises. You remember what they're asking for. And if everything that they're asking for is along with your promise, Lord, who can stop it? No reason, no wisdom, no, uh, no studies, no comfort, no emotion can stop it in the name of Jesus. I release every blessing. I release every promise. I release everything that has been stopped until now. In the name of Jesus, I break every chain that has been blocking this. I break every blockage that has blocking, blocking this. In the name of Jesus, be dissolved, be gone, and promises manifest. And in the name of Jesus, joy be restored. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for participating in our Friday Forward today. I'm sure that that was a blessing to you. It blessed me. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. See you on Sunday. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to project you into your fullest calling by strengthening your spirit to do everything you were created to do. 
It is your continued love, support, and partnership with Eagle Mount Church and Pastor Sharat Yelasiri that makes these messages possible. For more information and to find out how you can partner with us, visit www.eaglemount.in. That's www.eaglemount.in. See you for the next episode. Until then, soar on.